Hey guys, it's Adam coming to you live from warm and perfect New York City and of course the Drunk Gossip Studios. Um, today, I decided to be adventurous and try Red Bull and Vodka. I don't know how this is going to end, um, but we will see. I was going to mix a little bit of Red Bull and a little bit of um, Cherry Spray and Vodka, but... I was already in over my head. <laughs> Let's talk about Jim Parsons. Uh, he's in the Broadway revival of The Boys Are Alright. I think that's the name of the play. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, the Boys in the Band, I'm sorry. He's in The Boys in the Band. And he went on the late night show uh, with Stephen Colbert. And they were talking about Love, Simon. Which, if you haven't seen Love, Simon yet, go watch it. I promise you, it is one of the funniest, sweetest movies of the year. Um, the fact that it also has one of the best twists that I've seen in a long time. It's just icing on the cake. Um, so anyway, so... Uh, they were talking about Love, Love, Simon, and Jim starts talking about how um, some people in the gay media said it was a little bit too late, that they, you know, it's not needed anymore, blah, blah, blah. Which, let me just say this, it's bullshit. Love, Simon is a movie that is sorely needed, it has been sorely needed for a very long time. Um, when we talked about Call Me By Your Name, um, I, I kind of mentioned this, but it really ticks me off that in every gay movie, it's coming out, which, yes, Love, Simon is a coming out movie, um, but it's, it's a little bit different as well. Um, it's either a coming out movie, or the gay is getting bashed, or, um, they sleep with a woman, if it's a gay man, they sleep with a woman, if it's a woman, a lesbian, she sleeps with a man, because we don't know what we're attracted to, apparently. Um, and it's just very, very disheartening. Um, and... And Jim says as much, you know, maybe if you're a, a gay blog writer living in New York City or Los Angeles or wherever, then no, you probably don't need it. But there are millions and millions of people all over this country and all over the world where they do need that sort of um, pick-me-up. And it, it's really disheartening that People don't think that, it, that it's needed. Um, and then he goes on to talk about, you know, how, how others were writing about how they're sick of rom-coms. And he said, you know, tell, why didn't you say that about Harry Met Sally? You know, it's a great movie, but blah, 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 whatever. And he's absolutely right. Why is it only the gay movies that get shot down? Oh, you don't need this. Or... Oh, there's too many rom-coms. Guess what? I like gay rom-coms. I'm writing a gay rom-com. You know, um, this isn't, ooh, social justice warrior ad either. This is just someone who, growing up, I didn't have entertainment that I could seek out like this. You know, the internet, Netflix, um, Amazon Publishing... They've really created this whole new culture where you can go get anything you want. And that's wonderful. 
But it also means that the critics are going to be twice as hard on you, and I don't think that's fair. You know, I just seen Overboard last night, which was a fantastic movie. Um, really sweet, loved it. And Anna Ferris can do no wrong. Um, but you don't see anyone writing, there are too many straight rom-coms. Why, why couldn't this be a drama, or why couldn't this just be a screwball comedy? When they criticized it, it was, oh, the plot's not that good. Guess what? Gay movies deserve the same respect that you give straight movies. If, if you're a critic and you can't do that, stop your job because you're not being fair. You're showing your hypocrisy. And let's face it, gay men have kept Madonna, Cher, uh, Barbara Streisand, Britney alive all these years. We have money and we're willing to spend it on those who will entertain us. And to the studios, keep putting these movies out. Don't give a damn what Blogger A in Los Angeles has to say, because guess what? Blogger A doesn't speak for the community. I will be right back. Okay, so... I know this is a celebrity gossip blog, or a podcast, soon to be blog, hopefully, maybe. Fingers crossed um, that all the work gets done soon. Um, but I have to talk about John McCain, because... Um, maybe not more than Stormy Daniels, but right up there with the girl is John McCain. Senator John McCain. Of course, we know um, he's the father of you co-host Megan McCain. And, um, a presidential candidate in 2008. Um, and he wrote a book. I probably won't read it. Um, not because I don't respect the man, I really do. But I have so much on my plate right now that um, I don't know that I would get get the time to actually sit down and read it. Um, but Senator McCain um, is it, talking about a couple things. Um, this could end up being our long segment. Um, I'll know as we record a little bit more. Um, the first thing that he talks about is the 2008 2008 election. Um, many people, myself included, actually thought it was his to lose. Um, sort of like 2016 with Hillary Clinton. Um, and I, I don't know if he actually um, throws Sarah Palin under the bus. Um, I, the gossip is, the rumors are, that um, right after they lost, Sarah, Sarah Palin and John McCain stop talking, and they haven't talked since. I Again, I don't know if that's true. That's just the rumors and gossip. Um, but uh, part of his book, he does talk about that, and which is that he had chosen um, Secretary of State Joseph uh, Lieberman as his running mate. Uh, and I've said this all along. Um, you know, I adore President Obama... Uh, I think he's one of the best. But when he first beat out Hillary Clinton in uh, 2008, I wasn't convinced. Um, For the same reason that I I think Trump is doing a bad job. He he was a one-term senator. And all he was selling was hope. So for the first time since I'd been able to vote, I actually contemplated going Republican. 
Um, because I want, I, I believe that the president has to be someone with experience and gravitas. Um, but when he chose Sarah Palin as his running mate, I was very much um, back in Obama's camp. And of course, um, President Obama chose one of the best, if not the best, um, uh, vice presidential candidates probably in the history of the country. Um, Joe Biden. Um, Joe Biden had run for president before and lost. Um, it's expected that he's going to announce his candidacy in 2020. Fingers crossed, because I really believe Uncle Joe could be Trump. Um, but anyway, so, um, John McCain talked about Sarah Palin and, or at least the selection process, and it really felt like he needed to break some sort of um, historical barrier um, the same way that Obama was with choosing, uh, with being the first African-American um, candidate to get a major party's nomination and also the first black president. So he chose Sarah Palin because she would be the first female vice president. Um, and it, it, there really seems to be some regret on his part for choosing her. I don't know if it's because they had the falling out, where they blame each other for the loss, um, or, or what's going on there. But if there is some sort of feud, I really hope Ryan Murphy gets a hold of it and convinces Tina Fey to reprise her role as Sarah Palin, because how fabulous would that be? I mean, Tina Fey in anything is great, but Tina Fey as Sarah Palin in a drama... Oh, my gay campy heart just went to the moon because, oh my god, I'm just envisioning this and I really want it to happen so badly. I will be right back with more of the story. Okay, I'm back. So more with Senator John McCain. The best story, the, the headline that has really just like made my heart smile is that he has informed the White House that when he passes, Trump is not allowed at his funeral. Um, Vice President Mike Pence is allowed, um, is allowed to go there um, and attend. And right there is just an FU to Trump because, you know, this is a, 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 it's the closest thing that we have to... Um, like a national event. When a when a senator or any sort of top politician passes, that's when the president gets to go out and really earn his stripes. And you know, oh, you know, have no fear, like he was love, whatever. And this is just McCain saying thumbs down, dude. You're not doing that with me. Um, but, and, and this gets so much better for me. I, if you're a Trump supporter, you've probably already stopped listening to me because I hate Trump and you love Trump. And really, there's just no in the middle for us. Which is that because civil discourse is a part of every society. But, you know, that is what it is. Um, but if you're a Trump supporter and you're still listening to me, yay and 
please connect with me somehow and let's have some civil talk. But um, more than just Trump not being allowed at um, Senator McCain's funeral, John McCain has asked President um, Bush Jr. and uh, President Obama, both of whom he, um, I don't want to say had a rocky relationship with, but he definitely, um, with, with Obama, he went head-to-head for the White House in 2008. So the fact that um, he didn't run against the alleged president now and won't let him at his funeral, but he will, he's not only inviting, but asking his former enemy to speak, either somewhere along the way they became really good friends and we just missed it, a la um, Bush Jr. and Obama and Michelle, um, President Barack Obama and Michelle, or this is a really big, um, finger in the air. You know which one I'm talking about? That middle finger. Mine goes up all the time. Let's not pretend here. Um, so, yeah, it, it has to be one of the two. It could be both. Because we all know that Trump hates Obama and will undo everything. If Obama stands in peace, I guarantee you, Trump sits in peace because it's more manly. Because it's whiter. Or because it, I don't know. But everything that Obama does has to be undone by Trump. And it's like he's trying to act like the Trump of the Obama years never happened. The same way that me and millions of other liberals and, and some Republicans are trying to pretend like the Trump years aren't happening. Can we survive this, this sort of delusion? God, I hope so. But I don't know. Um... You know, I, I've read where some people are very upset that a sitting senator didn't invite a sitting president to his funeral, and not not even didn't invite, but outright said you're not welcome. But my thing is, it's not like they were ever best of friends. Um, McCain has always spoke out against Trump to his credit. Um, and Trump said he liked, that he didn't think McCain was a hero because he was kidnapped and was a prisoner of war. Um, which is just sad. Like, you're, you're supposed to be the commander-in-chief, but you're insulting one of the highest, most visible veterans in the country and it's it's just sad. I'll be right back. And we're back. Now we're gonna talk about some female rappers. Yes. Only in this podcast can we go from talking about um, very serious, deathly matters to a, a now f- alleged former rivalry between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Thank you. You're welcome. This is what journalism school has taught me. Well, if I would have went to journalism school, I'm pretty sure that's what they would have taught me. Maybe not. Maybe my teachers would have just thought I was crazy and told me to go work for the National Enquirer. Anyways. 
<laughs> I told you guys, this Red Bull and vodka is really screwing with my brain right now. I'm at once hyper and sleepy. Don't know how that works, but here we are. Um, last night was the Met Gala here in New York City, and no, I didn't go, otherwise I would have tried to do a vlog. Um, I was fired, I filmed all weekend, um, and frankly, I just needed a break. Um, anyways, so the Met Gala. <coughs> Damn it! I will get through a podcast without coughing one of these days. Um... Nicki Minaj and Cardi B were both at the Met Gala. Cardi B is like 20 months pregnant now, I think. I don't know. I can't keep count anymore. Um, and Nicki Minaj has finally started emerging from her songwriting hiatus hibernation thing that she did. Um, and all eyes were on those two because everyone thought that there was going to be some sort of cat fight between them. But they kept it really classy, actually. They smiled, they talked, they seemed to be getting along. Um, and there was no drama. And it makes me think of those... Um, I, I, it was a Felicity Huffman interview. I don't remember um, what publication that was with. Because it was a few years ago when she was talking about Desperate Housewives. And how everyone, especially the tabloids... Tried to make it out like there was some sort of big feud. And she was like, no. There was, she's like, did we always get along? No, of course not. But we, we, we went in, we did our job, and we always talked about it after and got drinks or whatever. So, you know, and that's really stuck with me. Like when, um, when female rivalries pop up, I'm always like, why why are why is it always Cardi B and Nicki Minaj having some sort of beef but not Drake and Jay-Z? Like, you know, it it doesn't make any sense. Um so they were um Cardi B and, and Nicki were seen talking. Um and they were both dressed in just gorgeous, gorgeous couture. Um the theme of the Met Gala last night was religion, in case you didn't know. Madonna debuted a new song, which, strangely enough, did not feature Nicki Minaj. Um, and I say strangely enough because in the last the last couple of albums, um, Nicki has been featured on at least one song on a Madonna album. Um, and of course, like, it was just one song, so that could be why. But I, I'm a little bit confused as to... Um, why Madonna wouldn't take full advantage and um, debut, debut her song with Nicki when they're both there and the press coverage, like, that would have been headline news, not just, oh, Madonna debuted a new song. Hmm, okay then. I mean, Madonna by herself, of course, will generate headlines, but a Madonna-Nicki Minaj debut at the Met Gala, that's all we would have been talking about today. Who cares about Eric Schneiderman resigning that would have been what we cared about. That would have been the top story on this podcast. Um, you know, and if you think about it, I just hid the fact that Madonna debuted a new song. Um, anyways, this isn't about Madonna. This is about Nikki and Cardi B. So they got along. And then 
Um, but it was all peaches and rosé for, for Cardi B. Um, as she was leaving at 2 a.m., she was hounded by a fan for an autograph, and her security team beat him up. Uh, the fan was taken to the hospital, um, and NYPD is investigating right now to see if there's any wrongdoing on, from either party. Um, I would expect that given the state of New York politics right now, we're going to see some charges brought against Cardi B's security team. Um, because that's just the way it is. They need to change the story. And the best way to do that? Celebrity. I'll be right back. Y'all, we have to talk about my boyfriend, Nick Jonas. Um. <laughs> oh, Nick Jonas. Um. Proving once again that he really knows how to generate headlines on his own. Um, and, and he doesn't always have to bear, bear his body to do it. Although we do love when he bears his body. Um, you know, Kelvin Klein, if you hurry up, you can sign him to an underwear, um, an underwear campaign and help us erase the images of Justin Bieber that you hoisted upon us. Although we do thank you for the Kellen Lutz line. Oh, Kellen Lutz. Who is no longer a thing. Like, he disappeared from the limelight. Um, but last, back to Nick Jonas. Last night, he went to the Met Gala. But while all these other A-list stars were arriving in limos and helicopters or however celebrities get places... Maybe God lifts them up and just places them where they need to be. I don't know. Um, Nick Jonas took the subway, just like we do. I know, I was shocked too, guys. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't on the subway with him. Otherwise, I'd be like, hey, boo, need a date? Because I'll be your date. Um, and he chronicled his journey to the Met Gala. Via the subway on his Insta. Um, and, you know, he took pictures uh, at 66 and Hunter College. And, I mean, he just looked so dapper. And, and a couple of the pictures, I, I swear he had to have asked somebody to take the, take the pictures because they're not selfies. So I don't know if maybe his date took them. Which wasn't me because my invitation got lost in the mail. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Anna Wintour. No wonder why they're forcing you out at Vogue. You don't know who the real celebrities are. Um, anyway, so someone took those pictures for him. It could have been just um, someone that was also on the subway or waiting for the train as well. You know, New Yorkers are very, very kind people, and they will um, take your picture if you ask them to. And especially if you're all dressed up, They'll take him, um, without even questioning you. Um, you can ask Mandy about that. So, you know, and I think it's really great, like, first of all, it's great for the environment that he took the subway. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Anna Wintour's face when she realizes that one of her guests showed up after taking the subway. I'm pretty sure that her wig is going to flip. 
And I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally it's going to flip. And I really wish I was there to see it. And I really hope Saturday Night Live foregoes another Trump opening and makes this happen for me. So Lauren Michaels, I know you're not listening, but please make this happen. Or just hire me as a writer already. You know, I keep sending you all these script ideas, and I keep getting legal letters back saying cease and desist. Unless that's Latin for come in and let's have a meeting, I don't know what what it means. Um, and I really think that it, when you do this skit, you have to have Nick Jonas play Anna Wintour because why not? And you can have Kate McKinnon reprise her Rudy Giuliani if you really want to get political. And, and just for, just for fun, you know, really get into Trump's head with that one. Because you know, he, you know he's watching Saturday Night Live. And you know he's really pissed off that his invitation got lost in the mail. And I never thought I'd have anything in common with the man, but I do. Neither one of us were invited to the Met Gala. And now I'm really hurt. Thanks, Anna. You know, I'm really, really hurt. But you can make it up to me by launching a blog and bringing me on. As the as the gossip columnist, and we already have a podcast with a built-in fan base, so there's that. It's not going to happen, is it? Damn it, Taylor Swift. Anyways, that's going to do it for me for today. Uh, cheers to another great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.